0: Pair to put on your tinfoil hats Hey guys, welcome to the show tonight. We're going to have Cameron on. Uh, Cameron's from Kentucky. He was about 10 when this experience happened to him. He's twenty four now. We're also going to go into topics such as astral projection, dreams, and the Grim Reaper.
1: Hey Cameron, welcome to the show tonight.: Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, I'm really uh, excited to uh, talk with you about your uh, your experience, actually uh, quite a few different experiences over the uh, over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. So, uh, why don't we start from the beginning, uh, and we, you uh, you go over the uh, the original thing we were going to talk about tonight before we got into all the other stuff that uh, that you've experienced. But uh, let's start with what we were originally yeah. going to talk about. So, I'll kind of just give you the floor here, and you'll uh, just take it away.
2: Um. So, I used to go to my uh, aunt's house a lot. Uh, my grandmother would take us to um her place because it was just a pretty nice place to stay in during the summer yeah and uh, they had a underground pool and it was it was uh just you know a really cool place to hang out i chilled with my cousin a lot and i was probably around 10 years old or somewhere around that area i was definitely young and um so i spent like many hours swimming and i became really good at swimming which <clears throat> makes um my experience interesting because what happened was i was walking on like the outer edge of the pool and i don't know um what happened but like i slipped and i fell like back first into the water yeah and i think that the shock of that happening you know being like an unexpected completely like horizontal out of nowhere and then smack I think somewhere along those lines I must have like inhaled a lot of water because um that point afterwards um it was really interesting because I just remember sinking my eyes were open but like I could not move any of my limbs no matter how hard I tried Interesting and as and I could look up and I could see the water rippling, and I could see the sun kind of like glazing and like just pouring into the water and and looking right at me and um, and I was struggling really hard to try to move to try to swim to the surface, but it was as if I was entirely paralyzed, and it's it's something I can't, I I try to make sense of it, and I can't, like I said, the only thing I can kind of say is that maybe because my lungs filled with a little bit of water, it was like about, I, I don't know, but just, I, was, I couldn't move. That's all I recall, and then I, as I was sinking, and time seemed to slow down a lot, and I was just thinking, why is nobody coming to help me?
3: So you fell in the water.
1: mm -hmm. You didn't expect to fall in the water. Mm -hmm. In the moment of the panic, you inhaled a bunch of water. Right. Can't move and you sink to the bottom and -hmm. you're starting to freak out. You're asking why no one's helping you in your mind. Like you're trying to figure out what's going on.
4: Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: And so I'm sitting here and I'm just wondering what, like, what is going on? Like, how does nobody notice? But it turns out that like, my grandmother and her aunt were sunbathing on and they were pretty much asleep. Like they would normally sunbathe for hours about the entire time that I would be swimming. So I guess they thought I probably just jumped in like any other, you know, jump. So they Mm -hmm. didn't really know that I was, you know, probably I was in trouble currently drowning. (laughs) Right. And and I couldn't move any, any of my ways, and I'm sitting here thinking, and then all of a sudden, I start to feel as if, as much as I'm struggling to move, it starts to feel like, almost as if my spirit itself, almost as like moving within my body, almost about to, like, in a sense, struggling to come out of my body. It's kind of like how it felt.
3: Yeah. And, was it
0: was it a feeling such as like um it it felt like you were trying to get up but you weren't physically moving.
2: Yeah, it was uh yeah, it was I was trying extremely hard to get up and move, but my body was not responding. But okay. I felt some kind of like I guess you could say like almost like an energy kind of inside of myself that was kind of almost, it's so, it's, it's been so many years and it was a very dreamlike state, but it felt like spirit was kind of moving around, I would, eh, roughly speaking, you know. Right. And then I had this, um, this general feeling that you, like, that you would get in your gut, almost like a gut feeling that would say, don't do that, or a gut feeling that would tell you to turn around, or, you know, just almost like a instinctual but like Uh, maybe a sixth sense, I guess you could kind of coin it, kind of way. And it was almost like I hit this trance, kind of. And I was looking up at the sun and it almost looked like there were two suns, but I can't recall correctly. Mm -hmm. I've kind of thought that, and then I kind of second-guessed myself because it's been so long but I think that I saw almost like two suns in the sky. Okay. Uh, As I was looking up out of the water and I felt this kind of Something communicated with me, and it's so hard to put it to words, but it was some, something communicated to me, and in a subliminal way, it, uh, it was like all-encompassing, and it asked me, I had this choice, I felt that I had this choice, and it was inviting me to leave this earth. And it basically was like, do you want to leave early or do you want to stay? And when I felt that and like the fiber of my being, being asked to me, I struggled even harder. And I, the thought of leaving this world behind is terrifying to like 10-year-old me. And, um, and like the instant that I guess I responded to that. Barreled from the surface comes my grandmother's arm and pulls me up. Pulls me up. And then I hit the shore and I cough up about three cups full of water. Jeez. And then I, I remember telling my grandmother that I couldn't move. And I remember she was kind of startled. Right. But... The way that I felt afterwards, I can't really recall. It's it's been so long ago. I don't remember how I felt after that. I think I was so young that I just kind of went... I think I probably brushed it off. Mm -hmm. But definitely, uh, it was such an experience that it engraved itself into my long-term memory that I can recall it. Right. So you can remember all the core events of it. Yeah, yeah, but my how I felt after that or what I did the next day after I can't right I can't recall
1: yeah I think we all have those traumatic experiences when we were young that we remember the Mm -hmm. very very details of it but you know more fine details afterwards we don't we don't retain over time that's not uncommon Mm -hmm. but no, that's really interesting what I really wanted to, to ask you about on that was um so the whatever spoke to you yeah, You're saying it was subconscious or, or could you audibly hear it?
2: I could not hear any words. Um, no words at all. No uh, words. There was no words. It was... I just felt the question...
1: The question in your mind.
2: Yeah, it was... It was kind of like it came to my mind But I know that it didn't come for myself, if that makes sense. Right. It... it it, it wasn't even a thought that I heard in my mind. It was a, almost like some, something I felt, and I, tr- and I was able to tr- translate it into a question that was being asked. It's, it's very hard to describe.
1: No, I think I, being,
2: yeah, I totally understand. I totally yeah. <laughs> are saying. And it's been so long, and, and it's really cool that you guys are asking questions because I've never really thought about so, it that deeply, but it's really interesting.
0: You to said think
2: about it that deeply
0: you said um you know when when you were drowning drowning and you're trying to move but you couldn't and you felt like your 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 spirit was separating from yourself or you know, something from you was separating yeah. so the, the reason i asked that like uh, how it felt is because i've experienced similar feelings except oh, really? for it is not you know in a life or death Mm -hmm. situation it's from astral projection which i don't know what you if you know what that is yeah i'm aware of that yeah yeah so basically when when you're trying to astral project um, one of the feelings you look out for is basically uh, you're not moving your body but you have a physical sensation of trying to get up interesting so it it feels like like you said your spirit separating from your body
4: yeah
2: It definitely did.
0: It's definitely not uncommon. It's the same thing that people experience when... It's really cool.
2: It could have been that my... If I had I answered the question with wholehearted sincerity that I was ready to go, that maybe my spirit would have left right then and there, and maybe I would have moved forward to whatever is uh, next. That's very interesting.
3: It's never
0: inherently bad if you yeah. ask me because yeah. you know, life and death is a natural occurrence. Yeah, definitely There's nothing to be feared, but it's always good to look back on it with a mm-hmm. try to keep a positive yeah. positive mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I think it's also important to try and rationalize <laughs> an experience like that because it is it is extraordinary extraordinarily unique, but it's not uncommon in a sense as as I've heard yeah. a lot of stuff like this before. Yeah. Where people talk about like yeah like or like people that have talked about people that have actually been clinically dead have talked about
3: stuff like that where they feel like this yeah, like something separating, yeah,
2: and yeah. I was surprised that whenever I wrote out my story that so many people responded with similar stories, and it was it was it's really validating to know that it's not uncommon but it's also it makes it that much more mysterious too in the same sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the yeah. things that I wanted to uh to kind of kind of talk a little bit of lore about because I feel like it kind of could fit into the category of it. Yeah. was um psychopomps. And that's yeah. um, that's the poor pronunciation in our broken English language of it. Okay. But um have you have you ever heard of these or have you heard the term before?
2: I have actually never heard that term before.
1: Okay, so what this word means is it's actually Greek. And it's, if, you, if you say it in Greek, it's actually pronounced mildly different. Um, but what they essentially are is... In Greek, it means Guider of Souls. Okay. And Guiders of Souls, the most common psychopomp in literature that people are familiar with today is the grim reaper Mm
4: -hmm.
1: now what's really interesting to me about about this whatever you want to call it is psychopomps appear in just about every religion and documentation of civilizations that you know essentially wrote stuff down i guess or depicted yeah. things is these yeah. things pop up all over the world
2: yeah that's really, um that's really interesting
1: and you know every every religion has its own name for it but they all all follow the same thing they're just you know the i mean the the egyptians had had one um the uh the, the buddhists have one the uh I mean I mean you name it, but but the one that most people right. are familiar with are the uh is, is the Reaper from uh from the fifteenth century um Europeans is where the where the Grim Reaper originates. But all of the descriptions of it are the same. Is that it's basically this creature or being that
3: its sole purpose is to go to people that are in that Death moment, and essentially
1: right. guide their souls to wherever wherever it may be. So when I hear that you said that you you felt like you encountered something that wasn't in your own mind, I I, I kind of wonder a little bit if, if you encountered one because I, I hear about people who have clinically died say that they've ex- encountered some type of of creature that that offered them a choice. Right. So you know I, I don't know if that really if that's something you believe or you know if that's something you would su- subscribe to, regardless of you know what um, religion it subscribed to, but curious
2: to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it's a very plausible theory. Um, when you When you put it into perspective that there are like reoccurring um that it is a reoccurring theme, a a, guider, a, um, a a guider of spirits that directs people to the afterlife. Uh, I think what I, thinking back on it, what I experienced definitely felt like there was some higher power being, uh, communicating with me and asking me this question from with, literally within my, uh, within my spirit, you know, just the, the sixth sense, you know, uh, it was, it's, it, there was definitely something communicating with me. Is the best way I can answer that. Now, whether I th- truly believe that it was, um, the reoccurring theme that has been present in all religions, I can't really say for sure. But yeah, yes, there was something communicating with me, and yes, it did ask me the question. Um, That's to fascinating. Do I want to stay or do I want to move forward that's what it felt <clears throat> right that's crazy do you, uh
0: do you remember when this was all going down do you remember what like your your emotions were were you feeling panicked or anxious or were you calm and yeah. relaxed um yeah
2: it's it's that's a great question um it was almost like a tranquil feeling at first it was even though a part of me was panicked that i couldn't move and all of a sudden my body that i moved my whole life was just not responding um amidst all that i felt a kind of a sense of tranquility Mm -hmm. but i still was very much so um kind of um, very much uneasy about the whole situation i felt i wasn't exactly terrified I was rather in a tranquil state but i it was almost as this as if I, I yeah I wasn't like completely freaking out it was I was very much so in, in, in such a uh, somewhat of a calm, tranquil state that I could respond to the question that was being asked to me by
3: whatever force okay. um, with thoughts. I didn't really say uh, um, I wasn't like, no, I, I, I uh,
2: don't want to go yet. It was kind of it was more of like I was kind of like in a state where I didn't kind of answer it directly, but rather I just kind of, the, when the question was asked to me, I did kind of panic a little bit. But yeah. even amidst all of it, I was in a very much a very tranquil state whenever I think back on it.
0: And you say it was a question. It wasn't a, they weren't, it wasn't guiding you. It was asking you for your permission to. Uh...
3: It... Yeah, it um, it gave me a choice. It Fascinating. Wasn't, it wasn't ask it
2: wasn't even as if it was like asking permission to take me. It
3: was do you want to leave mm. or do you want to stay? It wasn't it wasn't asking can I take you or
2: or or it it was like a very much so my choice. It, it what the 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 being that was communicating the force
4: like it. Um, what I felt it wasn't. It was
2: just wanting what I what my choice was so like. If if I'm. That may, you know if that makes sense, that yeah, makes it, sense. It, yeah yeah no, no, no,
1: no we understand yeah it was yeah. Ask, it was it was essentially asking
2: what your
3: choice was do you want to stay mm-hmm. or do you want
2: to go yeah it gave me the decision and i just kind of you know being a kid and you have an experience like that and i uh you know i somebody responded when i put my story up online and i thought it was really interesting. Um, I think somebody chimed into the tune of what kid would want to uh, c- accept or move forward and uh, what I thought was interesting was somebody responded, well, a lot of kids do live some really rough childhoods Yeah. and some kids may actually right. take up the the pipe pipe take the offer now. yeah yeah I like the Led zeppelin song know
1: that is really interesting <laughs> yeah 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 that is really um, interesting that you that you point that out because like yeah man, like I, I know know people that have had rough childhoods and yeah and um like some really some people like i have a i have a good friend of mine he had a he had a really really bad childhood mm-hmm. um not, i won't go into too many details on, over over the podcast but um yeah he um like, man, like, it was dark, man, and, like, I can see, like, you know, you would assume, like, if there's a being, why would it even ask a child? Why would it not send the child back? But then at the same time, it's, like, you know, some, some people can Mm -hmm. be in dark places, man, it'll
2: surprise you, like, yeah, you
1: You know, know. you never really know, man, that's really interesting. I'm I'm glad you
2: pointed that out. uh, I did have somewhat of a, you know, a few tragedies, uh, nothing that really well, I guess it did directly affect my life, but it didn't really uh um my step brothers uh I don't know if it correlates to the question or my experience or why I was asked this but
3: um i there was a there was a suicide in my family that like really i
2: could i can tell that it like caused a lot of like rough things. Yeah, A lot of different, like, life would have been a lot different if this uh, suicide didn't take place kind of thing. And, like, it was, like, the whole life, like, my whole life. And I don't know if maybe, you know, maybe the, the force that contacted me had that in mind, even though it, it, I wasn't emotionally very hurt from it. Just you, weren't,
0: you weren't traumatized
3: as a child. <laughs>
2: Because of the no, no I no I wasn't traumatized okay. but yeah it's but it, it uh, does make me wonder
1: um, I, I can certainly tell that you're you're really struggling to uh to rationalize this <laughs> this so whole it, event man, like yeah no yeah, I can tell that you're like man I don't know what it was but I, I know it didn't come from me and I know that it was yeah I I can't it's, like it's something hard to explain man you know yeah
0: and. Uh, yeah, it's really it's understandable just, it's really cool um, sorry you can go ahead oh okay i was going to say it's uh really understandable cuz i mean i don't want to get get into personal experiences with you know psychedelic and shamanism yeah. experiences but the definitely what i've you know personally seen in uh in my trips to you know the unknown yeah is As people, we have a hard time rationalizing things that we don't actually understand. Yeah, and sometimes you just need to be okay with that. Yeah, you don't need answers.
2: Well, I, I think that life is far too
4: such a extraordinary phenomenon that I think we're really not
2: entirely supposed to know. Like the answer of what's on there, but I do know
4: that, or how I feel rather' is um, life is, is, in, is entirely too
3: intricate and um, incredible. The fact that me and you me and you two have this conversation
2: about an experience I had 10 years ago that emotional and will stay with me for the rest of my life the fact that I can recall that and recite it to you and you guys can pick that imagery mm-hmm. and, you know, it's... And I think that... And then all of a sudden, you, your physical body, like, comes to an end, I think. I think that as deep as life is, like, as deep as life is, that it can't all be for nothing is right. kind of how I feel. I'm like I I'm ag- agnostic like I don't really identify
0: with, but I. Can. I mean, if you think about it like this, mm-hmm. the the chances of you know this conversation happening, on you know something called the internet created by humans on planet Earth, all the different things that have to align to make this happen, yeah, is why. already amazing enough as it is.
1: Yeah. might as well and send a tornado nothing, through a right? junkyard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like who who's to say that there isn't you know some extra force out there that we can't see or we don't know about that isn't you know guiding things Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it's just far too it's just uh the whole concept of actually being alive and having consciousness to that to be all for nothing and there not be something on that i think that's just like almost absurd
3: right yeah it's ludicrous i agree
2: yeah and there are people that believe that and they that's okay to believe that. I do that's fine, but that's personally I just <clears throat> with the like experiences I've had and stuff like that. I yeah, it's just kinda like I guess the soil I grew in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, know. it's definitely a wild time.
1: Always the existential questions, man. It's always the hardest ones. Where do yeah. we come from? Why are we here? Mm-hmm. It's always the hardest the ones. We'll ones. never know. The ones we'll never know.
0: <laughs> yet, yet, yet. At least. We don't know yet.
2: We don't know yet. Um, I I do want to add a little quick brief story. Uh, I was uh, my father actually has uh said that he is astral projected multiple times. Uh-huh. Uh, he got real big into it and. uh. I've never done it personally i've um but he said that he is uh astral projected him like and has seen like spirits like he said he kind of floated around uh his property where he lives with uh and my grandmother and grandfather are live in a house just like down like on the same property but kind of a little down he said he like, was able to astral, astral project and go down there and go in their house and, like, go through the wall and see his mother and father sleeping. But he also said he saw, like, being, or, like, like almost, like, uh, spirits and stuff. And he said one time he did it and, like, a spirit, like, pulled him back into his body as if he was not supposed to do that. You know, yeah. like not supposed to. Yeah. Um, the closest I ever got was uh. Um, I'll, I'll also add a, an interesting dream I had. Super, kind of on the topic of stuff like stuff like this, and I I, 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 it's a really cool dream. But uh, but anyway, I was meditating one time, and I meditated for uh, there was like literally a ray of light coming through this uh window and the ray of light right so it was really cool and uh i don't know i just kind of made a made uh, an effort to to really meditate and uh to try to calm my mind and silence my mind and get rid of all thoughts uh not focus on any thought and just like they say let it pass like a cloud and uh I did that for about 30 minutes or so and just uh, ignoring all thoughts. Eventually those silences between your thoughts um, they become longer and then I guess that's the meditative state.
4: Mm-hmm. But
2: as I was doing that <clears throat> so like like the way you perceive things is like you perceive it from like, you're looking at it and it comes and you process it like from forward facing where your uh, sight takes it in but like i th- i want to say maybe i was on the cusp of astral projection projection because like i started feeling a sense of this area where like my perception it was almost as if in my head it was starting to to my temple like i was starting to perceive things coming from my right side of my body like it felt like my area of perception was like shifting around. And that was about um, 30, probably 25 to 30 minutes in meditation. And, and at that point, I was kind of uh, spooked. And I opened my eyes and I shocked myself. And I was kind of like in a state of like, like uh, really floaty kind of feeling like. I felt very light. <laughs> Best way I can describe it, floaty. It's yeah like, i know exactly man.
0: what you're talking about man
2: <laughs> yeah and uh maybe i was on the cusp of it at that that point um
0: but i just kind of got weirded out and
4: i'm gonna I recommend
0: know. that you try to get into like the whole astral projection stuff because i mean you obviously meditate even if you don't do it currently you understand the concept and how it works yeah basically what it is is you just you know, go to sleep and you meditate. You don't fall asleep. Your your mind is awake,
2: yeah. and your body is mm-hmm. asleep. Yeah, you're conscious, but you're not focusing on your thoughts. You're focusing on, I guess, kind of just existing.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I guess, I guess it's like focusing on consciousness. I'm I'm not an expert on it, but I've only messed with it a handful of times, and uh, it's really interesting. Um, you guys can, I do want to tell you guys one more story. Yeah, go ahead. Just keep yeah, going. If you guys want yeah, keep going, um, on, man. Man. We yeah. love it. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool that that you guys have me on. Uh, really enjoying uh, mm-hmm. sharing the stories. Um, yeah,
1: we, we love it. We love, you. we love having you talk about it, man. We love hearing your story, man.
2: Keep it going. Cool. Um, I had this dream, uh, and I think it kind of, it's in the same kind of uh, category. Like, I guess you could say, like, same kind of a uh, playing field, I guess. Um, I had this dream, and it was it was the coolest dream I think one of the coolest dreams I've ever had, and one of the creepiest dreams I've ever had in
4: the same sense. And uh, it's one forever ingrained in my memory.
3: Um, I was going through a particularly rough like relationship.
2: And emotions were high. And uh, I ended up leaving this girl. And I was feeling like really down in the dumps. Like, uh, it sucks to say I was like thinking about like ending my life. Uh, it Some was real a, dark stuff. just a shitty situation, yeah. you know, stupid stuff. Thinking back on it. Um, but I remember I, I had this dream. And uh, it's one of those super realistic dreams, you know, like, uh, you have dreams and then you have the dream. It's like, it's a dream because it's one of those illusionary dreams where Mm -hmm. the dreams where you wake up in your bed and you, uh, subconscious makes you think you're fucking awake. Like those dreams that are just, yeah, those are, you know, you don't know what's going on, but, uh, so the way the dream started was I woke up in my, in my bedroom. At around three o'clock in the morning or something like that. And uh, uh, there was like a little circular and you know, octagon shaped window beside my bed. And I looked up and I saw the moonlight. I saw the moon,
4: you know, like lowly in my room. And it was just like all hyper realistic.
2: <clears throat> and so then I uh, felt this, this uh, feeling of something kind of communicating to me almost in the same way of my near death experience, Mm -hmm. uh, something communicating with me almost like telepathically. And it was urging me to like go outside. Um, could have been, uh, could have been because I've watched Donnie Darko in the past, like how the rabbit kind of wakes Donnie up. Think of that scene. If you guys have seen Mm -hmm. that movie, yeah, where Donnie wakes up that, um, when Donnie wakes up, and he's, it's very much like, it's pretty much textbook, like, that scenario. Like, I uh, woke up just like Donnie Darko, and, you know, I woke up, and I felt this thing drawing me outside, and so I opened up my door, and I, I had a door on my bedroom that led to the back porch to the driveway, and uh, I felt this thing drawing me out there, and I walked out there. And felt this urge to go sit in it, like my grandparents' vehicle. <clears throat> so I go and I get in there. For some reason, just weird dream stuff. I sit in the back seat and then um, I look up to the right out of the window. And, uh, there's this elephant. Okay, well, this thing was tall, skinny, humanoid body very tall and skinny, probably like seven foot tall. Um, and it Interesting. Had, an elephant, had an elephant head, had tusks and a trunk and it was dead, gazing at me completely, completely, um, I just got chills thinking about it. <laughs> uh,
4: com-
2: <completely, laughs> That's freaky. Yeah, completely still. Holding a, it had human hands and it was holding a, a teddy bear in its hand. The teddy bear was dangling by one arm. And I was looking at the thing, and I was like, what in the fuck is that? And uh, it was literally, I could feel it, like, kind of, like, piercing into me. Like, it knew my thoughts, and, but it was completely silent and still, and it knew everything about how, and I was sitting here, like, trying to think, like, what is this thing? And I was like, is, what are its intentions? I'm like, you know, what, is it good? Is it bad? Like, what, like, what the hell is this? And then my like little sister comes up to me and I don't know, <laughs> you know, like in dreams, you don't really rationalize things, but mm-hmm. she came up to the car and I rolled down the window and she was like, uh, she said, don't worry. Um, it's, it's, it has good intentions. That's what she said. What? And I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, all right. And mind, my sister young, like, one of those things you don't rationalize it, you know, think of it, you just go with it. But a kid would never know of anything, like wouldn't even say that say like that same. But yeah. I was like, okay. So I took her word for it and so I open up the door of the car and I start walking towards this being this has these, this huge elephant head, not very but like seven foot tall humanoid holding a teddy bear hand, kind of gray skin tusks just staring into my fucking soul and i'm walking to it and as i slowly start walking towards it i like begin to lose my ability to stop myself from walking towards it so like as i'm walking i find myself unable to stop walking i lose that control of myself and then I start shrinking. I noticed myself shrinking. The closer I got, as I got about five feet away from, it. and then um, I noticed my arms started reaching up, like I wasn't. My arm, my arms started into its hand, and then I became the teddy bear that it was holding.
3: What? And,
2: and then, uh, then it all of a sudden we're going like light speed into. Different, like it, all I remember is just an extreme sensation of traveling through. I like, guess what you space and time or something in that category of just warping like crazy, like a wild sensation. And uh, then all of a sudden, like amidst all that crazy, fast, like not knowing what's going on, shredding tra- between time and space. All of a sudden, it like shows me that I'm just a ball of light. And I was only a ball of light, like energy, light. And when I realized that, showed me that, it started like screaming. And then I woke up in my bed and looked at my window and there was a moon and moon was like illuminating my room. And it was like 3 a.m. just how the dream started. And I looked at my door and I just could, I got like 10 cold chills in a row looking at my back door. Holy
0: shit. Oh my
2: fucking God. I texted, (laughs) I texted uh, my ex-girlfriend. We were still kind of like talking. I was like, like, you have to hear me out on this. I just need to talk to you right now because I'm freaking out. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That was a very wild dream.
3: I've read up. Go
2: go ahead. ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, man, like I've I've read up on a lot. Dane's much more experienced in the astral uh, projection stuff than I than I am for sure. Um, I've definitely read up a lot, a lot on it. Um, Though I've never never experienced it myself, really, to my knowledge. But well, I guess I shouldn't say that. But um, story for another time.
3: Yeah. But.
1: When you were describing your your father having uh you know astral projected yeah. and you mentioned briefly about what you described as a spirit pulling him back into his body,
2: yeah yeah, you did say that
1: so it makes me wonder if you know, the the Psychopomps or or the the Reapers have much more of a role to play than we realize. Yeah. Because when you were describing the creature in your dreams, in a lot of Mm -hmm. the religions they appear as animals. Is that right? Yeah. So, you're talking about this creature that your sister's telling you that it's okay and that it's going to guide you you know they're the guiders of souls, and the thing takes you and shows you your soul. That's just that's just super freaky to me.
2: Yeah, it, it is wild.
1: You know whether it was just a dream, whether it was it was some type of entity that you encountered. You know who knows, but but man, that is one one crazy crazy experience, man.
2: Yeah, it was uh it was one of those dreams. Like it's just it was so real. You know, like it was just hyper. One of the hyper dreams and
4: uh i think i think
3: it was looking back on it for a few years now i think it was just trying to
2: to show me that i i have a, a soul i guess
3: i have a spirit right and that i think it also I, I think
4: I, I don't know, I think it just communicate that uh I'm definitely that we're
2: we're more than just the flesh
1: Sacks you know? of meat. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it did it in a very creepy uh way that really shook me. I mean if it could have just been like some pleasant, like happy being like, Hey, what's going on? I'm just gonna show you something. Hey look we're
4: yeah, something no, that
2: stared into my soul, like
4: uh i i uh, Yeah, it was just real creepy. Um I was uh, I, I dated a girl once uh uh
2: Wiccan, Wiccan type stuff. And,
3: yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. She thought I saw uh I think it was the Hinduism god. Thought it. Uh, Ganesh. Yeah, Ganesha. she thought I saw Ganesha. and I was like uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe, possibly.
0: That came across um, my mind, but you didn't mention, like, multiple arms or... Yeah, it definitely had two arms. Um,
2: that's what she thought. But um...
4: have, you, um,
0: have you heard of something called precognitive dreams? Do you know what that is? I have not heard that term, no. So, I mean, it's, it's something that I've experienced on a regular basis since I was a kid. I mean okay. you could um, you could say the shit's not real all you want, but I wholeheartedly believe it's the truth and does it come true you, there are dreams that come true <laughs> you dream the future has so, that happened wow. um i I'll give you an example a, a quick one, so I remember this was pre second grade for me, so okay, you know maybe like three months before it actually happened. I dreamed I was walking up a hill um my mom was in front of me walking up the hill. The sky was orange because the sun was setting, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't think much of it. I was fucking second grade, you know? Yeah. And, you know, three months later, I'm walking up a hill. Yeah. The sky is orange because the sun is setting. And my mom yeah. was on the hill in front of me. And then I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. See, <laughs> I've, I've, that. Had
2: that. I've had that myself, yeah. So that's like
0: the sixth sense the the third eye no yeah, it's so weird i've had
2: a i've had that happen i i know it, at least two or three times, but I can only recall one uh i had a dream or i just literally there was this uh just silly like pokemon like uh, pokedex like this was like in the early 2000s so it wasn't anything crazy. It was and like I was one of the like, toys that you'd get. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, it catered, the advertising catered me to help fucking Pokédex. Like, <laughs> and uh, I literally prayed every night for a fucking Pokédex.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, before bed, I prayed to you know God at the time. And I was like, God, please get me a Pokédex. <laughs> <Right. laughs> every night. <laughs> and uh, I had and I had a dream that um, I was checking, like I was at a supermarket with uh, my grandmother, and she was buying me one. And I remember looking at the clock, and I just remember glancing at the clock, and then her saying, "Like, are you sure this is what you want?" And I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" I didn't really say that, but I was like, "Yes."
3: It was along those lines.
2: A, a very strong yes, you know, and uh, yeah, this few few months later roughly wasn't much longer. But okay. it, it may have been like half year later. But I remember um, it happening in the same sequence that it happened in my dream. A glance at the clock and then her asking me, turning to me the way she turned her head to me.
4: It's and super asked me very
2: way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though it was like a very like you know kind of nonchalant like six second kind of uh question and or for me looking glancing at the clock her asking me a question and then me responding and it played out exactly like that dream and yeah that's that was the first time i ever had anything like that happen
0: and can you um, recall like even faintly not specific situations but like if that's happened at all after that
2: um let me think I that one stands out the most because it was like the first time it ever happened. Um, I can't really come up with any more on the top of my head, but I can tell you one time. So really interesting. Whenever I uh, told you of this of the death that took place in my family that kind of changed my life, the. You know, the suicide. Yeah. Um, the apartment complex that my mother and I and her boyfriend at the time were living
3: at um, burned down, caught fire a few months prior. And I like to go visit this um, uh, because the foundation, and, and this happened like, let's see. <laughs>
2: I'm like 24 now, so um, damn, how old was it? I was probably like eight, and uh, the foundation of the house from where that house burned is still there, and it's really wild because you know when you're a kid and before you kind of grow up and realize all the the sucky parts of life in general. When you're a kid, you at least for myself you know uh you have the years where it's just uh well for me it was like my nintendo 64 ocarina uh, mm-hmm. my uh, toy box my own bedroom
3: mm-hmm. you know
2: going outside and just chilling and that was at this apartment and it's the foundation of a house so I like to over the years i haven't done it in a while but i do uh, i one of the things that I like to find myself doing
3: is I'll drive to that foundation and I'll sit at the top of the steps of it and it's, and I'll
2: sit and I'll just think of how far life has came and everything, you know, the, the golden years of my childhood when life was like just nothing but beauty and beautiful and but it was it was really weird because this girl I
3: dated, um, uh, we dated for like a, a year. But uh, bef- before she fucking met me, she dreamt of that foundation of that house.
2: So she, she told, had a
0: pretty cognitive dream of yes, it. Yes, yes.
2: She had a dream of, I was telling her, I remember telling her what I just told you guys, what I just shared with you guys, that they're... You know, about three or four months in our relationship, I told her there was a a foundation of a house at burned that was really special to me, and I like to go and sit, and it just really is a great, wonderful, big place for me to. It just makes me feel at ease, and makes me just appreciate how wise I was, how wise I am. I mean. And I shared that to her and then she kinda got like weirded out and I'll never forget the the look on her face and her body language started
3: describing to her. Um she started like getting like really weirded out and I was like
2: um, what's what's up? Like what's going on? And she was like um I had a dream, bef- or bef- like right before I met you, of a foundation of a house on top of a hill, and I was like, "So when she told me that, and, no fucking way." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's just like drive down here." And so we drove down there, and we pulled in the driveway. And we sat in the driveway. The driveway was, like, you know, a square. And then you got, like, a little bit of a grass hill. It's a pretty steep hill. Then you got stone steps. And then you got, you can see the foundation sitting on top of the hill. And when we pulled in that driveway, she got white in the face. Because it was the same foundation that she saw in her her dream prior to meeting me. And it fucking tripped me out, too. It's like, this is a very personal, like, Part of me that I don't—I very rarely, you know—disclose. And then, like the fact that she dreamt of that right before we started dating is just insane. That's insane. Slap me in the face, (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy, man. Because I have such a deep emotional uh, attachment and to that foundation of that house, and the fact that the landlords have never or remodeled it even after years it might possibly not be to the standards of uh whatever they have to abide by now they maybe they can't build anything i've seen Mm -hmm. that happen but yeah just to share an example that's crazy yeah that's
0: a wild one We've gotten really, really far off track.
1: Actually, I think we're right on track for this episode. I think, <laughs> I, mean, I think this one's all about astral projection, which is something Dane's really into, so I think that make, makes for a great episode right there.
2: I love yeah. this um, stuff. Yeah, kind of freeform gonna... interview podcast, I guess.
0: I was going to ask you, because I wasn't really listening when you were talking about earlier, but yeah. I'm kind of interested to hear about the Poltergeist girl.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, so I know it probably sounds like a date a lot of girls, but I promise you <laughs> that, uh, this You're is over eat. the course of like five years.
4: Uh,
2: there was, uh, another, uh, woman I was seeing, um, just briefly, nothing serious, just went on a few dates with her, just hung, hung out with her a few times. Um, she worked at this bakery and, uh, I would go down and see her, and she always kind of had a, a little bit of, of a thing for me, and vice versa. I had one for her, so I would go down and be all like giddy in each other's
3: presence, like nervous, timid, and all that.
4: All the fun stuff.
3: All the fun stuff. And uh, <laughs> say
4: hey at the bakery, Then we exchange back and forth, back and forth, text it a little bit. And she
2: was like, uh wanna hang out, you can come down to this place I'm staying at with my brother. Well it was uh her brother's um her brother's friend's house. Unbeknownst to me that the house was actually one of the most uh renowned houses in uh my town for uh well re- run of the mill like rumors and stuff for, like uh ha- I guess haunted. Uh, or having like supernatural stuff occurring and mm-hmm. the house you could tell it was pretty old it wasn't really like um it was in a you know the street and there were houses around it and houses across the street it wasn't uh it wasn't rural it was definitely uh, in the suburbs and uh yeah so some lights like we would go and we would hang out there and uh, she was living there, and she said that uh, lights would flicker, and the uh, and they would hear like people walking and
4: stuff a lot. The owner of the house was a uh, little bit of like mid or something like that, uh, outspoken that one hundred percent
2: the place wasn't like a like a an entity.
4: And uh, I remember her. And it kind of stuck with me.
3: Uh, her words were... Because while I asked her, I think I asked her, I was like, aren't you, like, scared? Like, And she was like... Uh, she said, it's not the dead that living I don't
2: worry about the dead at all. I worry about the living. And I was like,
4: Whoa, damn, you- that,
2: may- that makes a fucking great amount of sense yeah it does <laughs> and anytime i'm feeling kind of spooky or i'm like worried that like uh something gonna happen when i walk downstairs the lights off i like dad ain't gonna hurt me <laughs> or, <laughs> or words echo but uh yes we were chilling at, uh in this place and uh one day and um it was just me and her and we were sitting on a couch and, uh, there was no one else in the house at all. And we'd probably been standing for, I would say, you know, it, it's probably been like an hour in there. And, and, uh, she, uh, she was sitting on the right, this right side of this couch sitting. And she had her, uh, sitting on the arm of, a. Uh, The couch and the arm of the couch is uh, like a really you know, it's got a lot of room. Um, it's a wide arm, is what I'm trying to say. And it was, and so I went in to like, like, kiss her, I guess, uh, make a move. And uh, so she put both her arms around me, and my arms are around her, definitely like nowhere near the cell phone. And when we start kissing. And we only kissed for maybe five seconds. Like, her phone and the wall, there was probably like half of space to the wall and the arm of the couch. Her phone slammed with the force as if somebody took their arm and, like, out of anger. Like, imagine there's a
3: desk and, like, somebody just sweats off. Pretty Mm-hmm. So like Mad. jealousy and anger anger pissed like something smack like her
2: male very loud pow, and hit the floor and there was absolutely way that like even if somehow she like on the off chance which wouldn't have happened cuz the phone was like in the right middle of the arm
3: right. of the
2: couch even if she did knock it
3: over it would not it would not that loud. That was as if somebody put me into it. Just slammed, And that was a the
4: like, first and only uh one
2: hundred percent no explanation, pretty pretty sure paranormal experience hmm. that I have witnessed and like it kind of uh it kind of solidified it for me. I was like and I remember none of we didn't really say anything. Well she had been telling me the house was the girl I was seen was saying, yeah, there's some spooky shit happens here. And the owner of the house pretty much set it up for me. So I wasn't really, like, very completely, like, my like not expecting it. But I was silent, and she was silent, too. And we just kind of, like, looked in the direction of the phone. It's like...
1: That's crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, and we were
2: just like, <laughs> uh, all right, then. That happened, okay. you know. Yeah, like that happened. Yes, and then uh, I don't think we we didn't continue. We got the message, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a wild one. It's a wild experience. That's
1: crazy. Oh, was man. the phone damaged or was the phone okay?
2: I think the phone was okay for the most part. it's
1: yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, like you know, um, the difference between something falling on the floor and something getting chucked against the wall, you yeah, know. Yeah, it
2: was slammed with force. Like, yeah, definitely, That's definitely crazy. didn't fall. It was slammed with force, and there was no way that force could have been applied by either of us because right. literally, uh,
3: we were just we knew where each other's arms were.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm glad
2: to. I'm glad I experienced that because. uh, I was always kind of on the fence about things like that. And then uh, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I was just like, yep. seal so, the envelope um, for you. Yep. Yeah, ghosts are fucking real. <laughs> that's a fun that's, one. That's, a that's fun how one. I took
0: it anyway.
1: Yeah. I want to so, hear. Oh, go ahead, Dane. Go ahead.
0: Ladies first. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to, I was going <laughs> to move on into his, uh, his other story. So uh, if you want to ask a question on this one, I, you should probably go first. No, it's after. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I, I want to hear about, uh, about your friends. Uh, experience now with the with the guitar
3: and stuff man
2: definitely that was um i didn't experience
4: that first hand i played music with for many years. yeah lived out in the uh, rural West. it was kind of an, kind of an old house i presume for.
2: It wasn't really a big house. It was one story, kind of a uh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: kind of moderate sized, but you can definitely tell it was old
4: Southern style. And um, so he had these. Uh, he had a
2: bunch of guitar, a lot of guitars, like hanging on the wall, like uh, with, uh, the ones like you set mm-hmm. on the wall, and they suspend and they hang off, like they're they're hanging. He had probably, he said he had, um, like, you know, well, I know, I remember he had about four to six guitars, at least, and
4: three three
2: of those, yeah, three of those being acoustic. And um, he said one night he was laying in bed, and I don't exactly recall what time, I know it was pretty late, but he said that all of a sudden every guitar at once
3: Drummed and he had guitars all around, all his room, and him just laying in bed and all the
2: guitars drummed like the acoustic guitars and the electric ones, and just
4: bang,
2: just like no, no Dude, that was gonna no, like no, freak
1: no. me out, no, no, bro. No, 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 no,
2: no. Hearing <laughs> that, hearing those sustain, and just hearing it like you know it happened because it's a sound that, like, will sustain for, like, 10 seconds and then slowly die out. That would just crush me.
0: <laughs> That's got to be, like, really shocking to you as a person, just out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, whenever you told me that, um, it was one of my worst fears. Uh, no, I, was, I couldn't handle that. And I thought it happened the other night, because I was uh, reading online stories about uh. Alien induction and stuff like that, just general, uh, like, spooky stuff, which eventually inspired me to write my post uh, that you guys wanted me to share. And uh, this isn't paranormal, but uh, my girlfriend was just messing with me and threw a hair tie from behind me. And I, and I thought some spirits knew I was like, being, <laughs> scared, being a scary cat, and I thought they were trying to make my first fear come true. <gasps>
1: Your girlfriend hit the guitar with her, her with her tie, and it freaked you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Worst oh fears God, come man. into fruition. That's hilarious.
2: It, it destroyed me. Like, oh, my God. And she saw how destroyed I was, and was laughing. Did you do that? And she was like, no. And she was like, laughing. And I was like, babe, I was like, did you do that? And
3: <laughs> <laughs> All and serious she about did it. She not.
2: Yeah, thankfully, thankfully she did not do that. Because it was like, you know, I was a uh, I was scared the I was like, she asked me to get her some water, and I was like, uh, just being honest, I'm kind of scared right now because I've been reading, like, go, like, alien abduction stories and, like, paranormal stuff for, like, three hours. And yeah, I mean, she, she got mad and threw a hair tie. I didn't know she threw yeah. it. And I thought some spirits were calling me out. <laughs> <with my laughs> <own spirit. laughs> That's funny. But yeah yeah that was wild and uh also so yeah the guitar strum in his room that was really creepy and i would go over to his house a lot even after that because we would uh we'd have band practice in room in the same room where all the guitars strum by the way
3: oh god uh
2: yeah we would play some real heavy like metal like and his parents were like totally cool with to eat dinner and like the room right and him just banging on drums. Wild times um and uh but uh that was kinda unrelated, but he once recorded a song of him or he was playing uh like he was covering and the song Just Playing It. Right. He recorded it on a phone that um this was before the that the like iPhones and Androids really kind of like Mm-hmm. Took off and became like very popular. So it was a pre-super smartphone era,
3: I, right? Age of and, the flip uh, phone.
2: Yeah, at least I think it may have been it was something in that category. I guess he was recording himself, uh,
4: uh play and sing the song, and um, he told me uh that he caught something on. The recording
2: um it was like one clip in the song that he recorded, and it was you could it was like a static sound in the background of the guitar and the vocals and uh it was very clear that it said like like in a static garbled like voice like uh, okay, it's hard for me to emulate it, but it was like um you will Die uh, like that, and it was fucking literally an an uh, EVP like you see on Ghost Hunters. And I heard one, and I know that there's no way he had the technical ability to fly set in because he never messed with like 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 audio editing to that. Right. He would just like set his phone down and literally record, and it's not like he had like a great computer to sit there. And, right fathom this up that's uh, crazy the, <laughs> that was pretty chilling i would i would like to i would like to hit him up and see if he still has that recording i think it's a stretch very far stretch he's yeah. I mean, i'm not really i'm not really in contact with him that much anymore right uh but yeah i'd like to i kind of want to ask him if yeah, anything man. else happened and now that i think about it after all these years
1: yeah man you should you should uh you should reach out to him see if he can uh, if he's had any other crazy you stuff happened uh,
2: what's interesting is that uh he experienced a lot of sleep paralysis now that I think back on it really yep and yeah, he has and I, I think that he had sleep paralysis of like aliens because he had like a tattoo of alien like a ufo in the woods and, mm-hmm. and it looks kind of silly I don't know, it's probably another you know <laughs> I don't right. know him well enough to ask him about all that, but I know he said he had sleep paralysis a lot and uh
3: Yeah and man, sleep
1: paralysis game. is scary man. I've ha- I have it, it's pretty bad.
2: I hate it. I get it every now and then. yeah It's
1: but not but a fun that. experience.
0: No, I hate it. So uh stack house. Yeah. What what's the time looking like?
1: Man, uh-huh. we are we are looking pretty on our fucking our, on our fucking time clock, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm no,
3: I'm asking like the length. Um like an hour and a half.
0: Okay.
1: We're, so we're, we're 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 sitting pretty good right now. Yeah, we're having a we're having a really good
0: Okay. Um good I was right thinking now. I have two questions for you. Uh for me before we begin to wrap up. Yes.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So one question is partially related And it is. Do you believe in the things such as like paranormal, UFO, biological anomalies? Do you do you think all that stuff is real? Are you skeptical, or what are your Um, personal
2: thoughts? Paranormal, I think yes. Uh, I think I think there are spirits, and uh, I think they can manifest in the in the waking world to like communicate with people. I've just had too many phenomenons. And I've heard of other people having phenomenons and uh pretty much the cell phone hitting the uh the wall kinda did it for me. Mm-hmm. And
4: uh
2: I didn't add I'll just quickly throw in uh the uh my mother's boyfriend who took his own life. Mm-hmm. She grieved really hard and uh for a while and she would see like feathers witness feathers. Just fall from the air right on top of her, and she collected them in a jar, or not in like this, like little jewelry box. And yeah, that. So I just, yeah, I believe in paranormal. Um, do I believe in uh, extraterrestrials? Possibly. Uh, do I biological creatures? I think definitely. I think that can be. Uh,
4: yeah, that could just be some undiscovered. Uh, being uh yeah okay. I, I think uh I
3: think I I think I'm skeptical of uh aliens I don't completely disregard it but the other
2: two yes I, I believe in
3: mhm okay I think that's fair my
0: other question was tonight you challenged the unknown how do you feel do you feel better? Do you feel good? Do you feel accomplished?
2: Oh, I f- I feel I feel really like great that I got to talk in such detail and mm-hmm. with uh, people who wanted to hear a uh, story of you know somebody they found interesting on the internet. I yeah, I, I feel grateful and I feel accomplished. Uh, it wasn't anything that was necessarily hard to talk about. It was just kind of like I never really. Um, wrote it out on paper and public and uh, publicized it. And mm-hmm. I didn't really think it would get
3: the response that it got. Um, it didn't get a huge response, but it got a pretty uh, a pretty formidable, I
4: guess you could say. Yeah, I feel great. I feel great. And accomplished. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, just remember, you know, it might be unknown, but that doesn't mean it's unnatural. You're not alone yeah. out there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're definitely not alone out there. There's a lot of, a lot of people out there that have uh, experienced the same things you have, and yeah. if not the things you experienced, they they might have even experienced something ten times crazier, man. There's 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 a <laughs> yeah, whole lot definitely. of stuff out there that we don't know about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a wild world out there. Seriously.
1: All right, Cameron. Thanks for coming on the show, man.
2: Hey, no problem, this guys. Is, thanks for a... having me. It's been, yeah, it's man. been really cool. <laughs> Anytime, man. And... Go ahead, Dane.
0: No, I was just going to say, I really enjoyed having you as a guest. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. You man. too.
2: Appreciate it. I really enjoyed being here. I uh, liked uh, sharing my stories. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. You're welcome to come on anytime talk about some of this stuff some more with us. If you have any more experiences, yeah, sure. always, you know, and always, we're always down for a good chat. You know, you have the Discord and stuff, so I, I'm sure i will be seeing you around yeah. quite a bit.
2: Yeah,
3: I'll keep you guys in mind. Uh, should anything I think is worthwhile to talk right about, I'll definitely hit you guys up.